Welcome back to Two Pink Clowns. I'm Faith. And I'm Caitlin. And I, yeah, I installed a printer today. So that means I'm the best. Yay. I went to Michael's and I, I got lunch. I went to Michael's and I came back and now I'm like, I've got achy muscles. I have a low grade fever and my chest feels tight. So. Doing great, guys. COVID, I just checked. (laughs) I still, that test doesn't seem like, seems too fast. It was 15 minutes. Well, there's very clearly not a second line on here, so. Are you sure you took the right test? (laughs) My God. The right right kind of test. (laughs) Sounds like a different test. Steve agrees with me. <laughs> yeah, she, Faith has named her printer Steve, and he might be going off during the episode, so we'll let him uh, have his thoughts heard on <laughs> All of his commentary is very necessary. If we were recording this, like, as a video, I think, like, if we ever do one of those Zoom calls again, we should just give him captions. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a you problem, because I don't know how. I would force you to learn because I also don't know. <laughs> right. I'm not good with video stuff. Audio, I've learned from a year and a half of doing podcasts. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know much about audio. Albert <laughs> once told me to mix some, like, you know, fix some recording of audio for him, and I did it all on my phone, and he made fun of me for it. <laughs> Why did he make fun of you? He, you did it. It wasn't in like the right format. It's like I just edited a video instead of transferring it to an MP3 file. What I made was it sounded kind of bad and it was mostly useless. So that's why he oh. made fun of me. <laughs> wasn't it Waltz in Swan Lake? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was a nightmare on its own. Because the only recording we practiced with had an old man coughing in the beginning. Oh, I forgot! I love... Every time we'd be in a certain formation, we'd wait for the cough. We would. Like, there it is. We Secretly, none of us knew the dance unless we heard that cough. I think all of us... It was <laughs> the only crazy. reason we looked forward to rehearsal. To listen to that one old man. <laughs> um, but, yeah, man, I, now I'm thinking about rehearsals. I would say I miss those, but I just kind of miss, you know, it's like, it's the same idea with school. You don't miss school. You miss, like, being with, a, having w- wacky shenanigans happen and going to, like, talk to your friends about, like, man, that was wacky, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, can you believe this teacher? Can you believe Mr. What's-His-Face said this? You know, and he's still teaching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, one of my favorite classes, I didn't learn anything, but the teacher was just so insane. Like, you just, you gotta, you know, that's why I signed up for, like, his same class the following year, because I'm like, this is, I want, I We've talked about him before. Yes, I need some more wacky shenanigans in my day, you know? That's why this new studio, it just didn't have Albert's uh, wacky shenanigans. The only wacky shenanigans I can think of, um from college as first of all I know um like sometimes I'll wake up and I'll see in my email notifications that like some assignment for physics was posted at six in the morning and I'm like oh his his baby is awake and he can't go back to sleep but the second one was I'm not I don't know if I've talked about this on here but last fall I was taking computer science and it was an 8 Mm a.m class and so by the end of the semester, we had like 20 people that showed up. Oh, but wow. he was like, I'm canceling class. It was like November. And he's like, I have to cancel class on Wednesday or so. Or, no, it wasn't Wednesday. I have to cancel class on Tuesday. And we were yeah. like, or I was, I think he posted it online. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, I don't have to go to my 8 a.m., right? But then we get to class. And he's like, do you guys want to know why I canceled class on, on Tuesday? And we we're like, all mm-hmm. right, like. Like, normally I would yeah. think of that as, like, a personal thing. I'm like, it's just that you got to cancel class. It's probably something personal. But he showed us this, like, news headline. 
And oh. last year's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree came from Elkton, Maryland, which is about uh, 20 minutes from, from, De- from Newark. Himself. No, it was his neighbor that was supplying the tree. And that, whatever oh. that day was, they were coming to get the tree. And so he, he like, pulled up the article. It was like, Rockefeller Christmas tree comes from Elton, Maryland this year. And he was like, that is my neighbor. So, like, guys, I have to see it. <laughs> like, oh. And we were like, we were like, yeah, dude. Like, totally valid. And you're That's canceling definitely. my 8 a.m. class. Like, perfect. That's the most ridiculous reason to cancel class, in my opinion. Like, I, I know, but it's... <laughs> It's so iconic. Imagine any other context saying that. Sorry, guys. I can't teach you class. I have to go look at a tree. You know? <laughs> it's a very special tree. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then he showed us pictures of, like, the whole process the next time we went to class. It was cool. He was really nice. He was kind of weird. Think about people using, like, real trees for, um, like, Christmas trees. I'm just haunted by the plot of Alvin and the Chipmunks, which is technically a Christmas movie, strangely enough. The first, Um, like the very first one? The first one, Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. The opening is they chop down the tree and there's still three chipmunks in it. I think that would just be my greatest fear if I got a real tree. Chop it down. First of all, I rob some animals of a home and now the animals are in my home. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, Christmas vacation. There's a squirrel in the tree. Is it National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Yes. I know you don't like that movie. I do not. (laughs) But it's one of my favorites. It's one of the Christmas movies I watch every year. To be fair, I don't think I've ever sat through the entire movie. uh, But because some parts I was just offended by, and I'm like, I don't, this doesn't deserve me finishing. (laughs) Yeah, Chevy Chase can be like that. Have you seen Community? Um, I've seen some of it. The first, I tried getting into it. I watched the first episode and it did not interest me, which might not be the fault of the show. Just my short attention span. <laughs> I have watched some of the first season. It's pretty good. It's got Donald Glover. It's got Chevy Chase, like I said. It's the same guy who plays the dad in the family in Christmas mm-hmm. Vacation. He's uh, I... Chevy Chase was also on SNL for a while. Short time, mm-hmm. though. I don't know. I don't remember. I heard, uh, because I was watching a video on YouTube, that uh, Community actually has one of the better Christmas specials, like in terms of TV shows with Christmas specials. Um, I would because, agree with that. Yeah, because apparently there's some like emotional journey for one of the characters. And then I saw a different video talking about why the stop motion aspect, while impressive in that episode, is not actually reminiscent of the stop motion technique in Rudolph, yes, we're talking about Rudolph for a second. <laughs> because because uh, in Rudolph, if you notice all the people characters, the way that their puppets are built, their upper lips don't move, like when they talk. And like some parts of their face just don't move. So the animators have to get creative with how they animate like them having emotions. So when there's sort of this like different quality when you just animate the lower lip, because, like, when you make an ooh, like, you know, with an O shape, you don't use the whole lip. You just, like, you use the bottom lip. So it's this, like, you know, it's this interesting little shape. Whereas if someone didn't know that and they're trying to replicate it, uh, they just, it's just a circle. And, like, no mouth is just a circle. <laughs> like, because of our lips are shaped, it kind of looks unnatural when, like, all of a sudden your animation puppet just has, like, you know, the letter O for a mouth. <laughs> But I don't think yeah. like I've only like I've only seen one Christmas episode that they did. I don't think that's the one because I think I would have remembered. It was uh something different where they were having like a holiday party and most of them are of different religions and like Shirley, um I don't remember the actress's name. I feel bad, but she's Shirley. Christian. <laughs> she's Christian and like there's a Jewish character, there's a character who's a staunch atheist, and like for others it doesn't matter. Like you know. So she's trying to get them to all have, like, a, a Christian Christmas celebration as opposed to, like, a broader holiday party. Um, and so that's kind of what the plot is. Oh, and to be fair, <laughs> Christmas yeah. parties, I think, are more fun. Like, not to diss other holidays, but, like, Christmas, I think that's the easiest party to plan. You know, you got cookies, you could decorate cookies, you can make gingerbread houses, you could decorate a tree, yada, yada, yada. For a holiday party where it's, like, let's combine a couple of different holidays. Or just, like, 
or not that that would be fine because like break out the dreidel we'll have a good time if it's like oh the theme's winter we're gonna cut out snowflakes <laughs> yeah it limits your aesthetic a little bit and i know yes like the way i think about christmas and honestly it's probably the product of living in the u.s is that it's not really a religious holiday anymore it's nope, more it's a of capitalism a holiday exactly and so like basically anyone can celebrate Christmas like they can take part in the aesthetics and stuff with with and they don't have I feel like it's not like you have to celebrate it religious like in a religious way all the time you can just like it's just the time to see family and have a good time and eat food like you know and buy so, buy buy products that's that's what yeah. it's all about you I put it. that in my presentation you saw that I vaguely remember <laughs> Yeah, it was like two seconds that I talked about it, but yeah. I was. I should watch my video back. It's probably up yeah. on. You would show me the presentation, and I would just keep getting distracted by how words in your slides weren't lined up. <laughs> yeah, you kept raising your hand. Okay, guys. Video, I have. You told me um, not to interrupt you talking, so I just stayed to rate, and you still wouldn't respond to me when I raised my hand <laughs> because I wanted to finish talking. I wanted to finish my point. Yeah, but if but... you finish your thought, I will forget my thought. <laughs> For context, I'm taking a public speaking class this semester, and every time I have to give a speech, I call Faith to practice, and it normally ends up not going, like, smoothly as the presentation would, she has a lot of questions, or she needs me to change the graphic design, (laughs) so that's how that one went, it was was mostly graphic design, you're like, I don't like how you formatted this, I'm like, okay, (laughs) what do I do? So just through screen share on Zoom. I make very helpful commentary. I, I'll, I'll try to be better just sitting and being quiet, but sometimes I just don't know what's going on. No, I understand. <laughs> like, it's totally valid of you, like, making comments in the middle, and it's kind of, like, it's helpful because of, like, background information stuff. Um, and actually, some of the presentations that we, of other people in my class, and I'm sure mine included, caused some confusion. But there was one guy who did it on, like, the Federal Reserve and how they should combat inflation um, as opposed to what they're, whatever they're doing right now. And there was a lot of terms that I had no idea what the hell was going on. He's probably like a finance major or something, and it's so intuitive to him. But the rest of us are like, uh, what, what are you talking about? What does this mean? And yes, I did take macroeconomics, but I retained none of it or very little. I don't think anyone learned anything from the class of macroeconomics. Let's let's be real, Caitlin. <laughs> anyone who says they learned anything from that class, no matter who taught it, like you're a liar. I'm just realizing, like I just generally have achy joints, but like the back of my neck kind of hurts, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, do I have mono again? <laughs> that would suck. How how do you have the kissing disease? <laughs> I know. That's what, well. Okay, the first time I got mono, I was Were visiting you really Rochester. The truth about that stick in the line. Do you? Yes. I'm a terrible liar, so no, I would not lie about that. Uh-huh. Okay. So the first time I actually got mono, I was it was President's Weekend 2020, so nothing had sh- really shut down yet. And are you cutting, or is that the printer? Yeah, I've moved on. I'm cutting now. Okay. I'll cut farther away from my microphone. <laughs> but we were visiting University of Rochester and RIT as like potential colleges that I'd go to. And so the like the week after I got mono. Or I had like symptoms of mono. And I'm like, well yeah, I'm in a I'm at a college. It's like it's it's a college, it's uh twenty degrees outside. So like, yeah, uh, like that makes sense that I got sick. Um, PSA, because I had a friend who thought this, mono just doesn't just come from kissing. I'm not oh, kissing nobody. Disease. Um, I know. It comes yeah, from, it's, like, it's saliva. Germ. Yeah. So, that was the first time I got mono. On. Oh my gosh, it's your hater. Because you were cancelled. <laughs> what? You were spit on because you were cancelled. <laughs> I've solved When? By you? No, just by like someone who gave you mono. Continue. Yeah. 
that's basically it. Um, but my mom went to the hospital when she had mono because it was just like the symptoms were really bad. So I, I like was sick during the day at school. I went to school with a hundred fever, which I shouldn't have. That's a stupid decision. But um, <clears throat> I came home. We were eating dinner, and I was like just updating my mom about how I felt. I was like, "Yeah, my neck kind of hurts," and she just like puts her fork down silently. I'm like, "What? <laughs> like, what's wrong?" <laughs> and she was like, "I think you have mono," um, and she was so worried about it because like when she had it she was very sick and like she was in the hospital there was like the doctor like held her hand and said like it's gonna be okay <laughs> so my mom was so concerned um but yeah that might be what's happening i don't know i don't know about well no that's i'm i'm a little bit stupid because i don't have a sore throat really. sore throat is a major um contributor but yeah, so that, I mean, I'm going to stop talking about being sick. <laughs> we could uh, transition into Dancing with the Stars, or we can transition to Puppet Histories. We're going to transition into me putting on different headphones, because my AirPods have died. <laughs> okay, so, we, alright people, we have three weeks of Dancing with the Stars to cover today. Um, because I, like, it could have been two weeks, but I had somewhere to be last weekend, like, I was out of town. And so here we are <laughs> recording the day before it's released. So uh, the next where we left off was Michael Bublé night, which yeah. Faith was very excited about. They had him on as a guest judge. They let him give scores. And he was like, you could tell he was overwhelmed and like kind of felt out of place at the judge's table because he was like, I don't know anything. Or he was like, I, I'm not a trained dancer, uh, but I think that, I think that you killed it. Why was, was he like, okay, my, yeah. the voice or something? He probably was, but like, I don't know. I think he should come on as a Dancing with the Stars contestant. That'd be really cool. Yeah, because he clearly doesn't know how to dance. Well, he's actually, you know what? That probably wouldn't be fair because if he's doing the project with Derek, he's probably doing dance lessons. Never mind. Too bad. <laughs> but, um, what else? There were only about three songs that I knew. He did um, the he did a number with like Derek Huff and some of the pros. He he wasn't dancing; he was singing, but they danced to his song, and it was the new one. It's called Higher. It's on my playlist. It's really good. In my in my mind, Michael Bublé is not allowed to release new music. Like he's just stuck in like <laughs> like the song "Haven't Met You Yet." To me, that's his latest song. I think it's they like, actually didn't use that one. It was kind of weird. Oh, that's like haven't met you yet, and the Michael Bublé Christmas album. That's all he's ever written. <laughs> um, the the opening number was Sway, which you've talked about on this show before. I do. All right, he's also written Sway, which means neither Christmas nor have I met have met. You know, <laughs> I don't think he he does a lot of like jazz covers because the song like Feeling Good with the big. Uh, brass bass line that was recorded by many many um jazz artists long ago and i think he's just putting his own spin on it which is like not to discredit him because like it is really good arrangements but you can discredit him he's done enough (laughs) but yeah the last dance they the only songs i know are fever feeling good and sweat that's what i have in my outline and Feeling Good was the last dance. It was really good. And it was the deaf contestant who did it. And it was, like, he did great. But Charlie D'Amelio did Fever. And I knew it as soon as I saw her costume because it was black. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the vibe. But they did Foxtrot to it, where I, I would think of it as, like, jazz or tango or something. So it was pretty interesting. Um, and it was actually pretty diverse in the amount of, like, the styles. I know I, I think in the last episode I complained that this would limit them a lot. But I don't, you know, I don't really know a lot of his music. He does have, there was a good mix of, like, Latin and, and traditional barroom dances. There was some cha-cha, some salsa, uh, a samba. I love the samba. I love how it looks. I want to learn it, <laughs> even though it's really difficult. Um, so, yeah, they had a good mix, and they had only one rumba. 
which was great because uh, James Bond Knight had like six rumbas and it was so annoying. Um, yeah. So, and there were a few fox traps. That's they, that's the tempo he goes with a lot, I think. Yeah. But the song. Here's my idea for this one. <clears throat> the song I'd want to do was probably Fever, like I mentioned. And like I can never decide on anything when it comes to like a style or a song or whatever. So I I see it as a, a Broadway jazz routine, but I also see it as like a tango. Mm-hmm. So it could be either, honestly. But I feel like <laughs> this is what I wrote down. You the costume. So I did. You're so prepared. I um I hope this isn't very long actually to be honest. But no, this is what I wrote down for the costume. Like that one dance I keep talking about that I think may be bisexual <laughs> on Dancing with the Stars. It was also Mark Ballas. I think that like I've never had like a prominent celebrity crush, but I can I think I can safely say for most of my life it's been like Mark Ballas. Just admiring the creativity as well as the looks. <laughs> I just love the man. Um but the costume, I feel like it's like black tights, a black leotard, and like a wrap skirt, and like a, a like a prop, like a like a hat or something to mess around with. But you know, mm-hmm. if it was a, if it was a tango, it'd be like it'd be the standard black asymmetrical dress uh, with lace all over it and like a low bun with a flower. Yeah. Comments. Um, I don't know why, but that reminded me, it's not really news, but you know, so, well, it is news. It has nothing to do with dancing at the stars. <laughs> um, are you done with your segment? You um, more? I have two more weeks, but I, I just thought you were going to say something. All right. I'll have a short intermission then, giving myself permission. <laughs> um, but do you know how Twitter started giving out the check marks if you pay like $8? Yeah. You know how our, you know, beloved uh, click like a church there, uh, she made... Yes, she they made, took her account down, didn't they? They did. <laughs> I the so. truth. And I found that you guys should go check out her deleted tweets. They're very funny. And they are. It, how American Girl's kind of problematic. Just a bit. <laughs> anyway, I continue. think that, um, just on that same subject, on election okay. day, there were a lot of funny American Girl memes. There was something about, like, there's a picture of Steve Kornacki, and it was like something about if I see any of you guys horny on Maine for this man again, I will never forgive you. <laughs> and I just love that. I was really um, politics what? aside. Do you know it was for Pennsylvania? It was Doctor Oz versus some other guy. Yep. Uh, I forgot his name, but he had a stroke, and people were saying he shouldn't he shouldn't be in charge because he had a stroke and doesn't seem to be doing well. I. This is solely based off of Fox News because that's the only thing that's allowed in my house. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've seen that too. Of like the it, the one debate they were able to have because of the accident, he was kind of like out of it. But I he still won. Think, how? I don't think he's. The, I don't know. He beat Doctor Oz. Fucking sucks. No, Didn't, like, he's like he's he's what? a he's a. I think he's like a kind of a fraud medically, but like to me, I'm like that's everyone knows who Doctor Oz is. He writes books and can, you know, not to diss the other guy, but he's, like, physically well, I think, for a political position. Now, you know, I'm also, just side note, I don't know much. (laughs) I don't know much about, like, what their policies were, whatnot. But just from a political person's standpoint, you really need to be able to hold your ground, you know, against your opponents and stuff. And if you are not, you know, if you're sick, I guess, you know, post-stroke there, I just don't think that's a good look. I guess good. he won. Good for him. I hope he feels better. <laughs> but just as a public image sort of thing, I think you need to be in, like, the best top shape. You know, so you look, if you look healthy, then you won't have, you know, that'll just be one less thing to worry about, in my opinion. Politics, yeah, I, I should probably I research what I'm doing. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, Dr. I Dr. Oz is notably anti-abortion of, or of like, he said something like, I think that abortion decisions should be between a patient, the doctors and the local lawmakers. You know what we find? He's like, I think it's between pa- patients and me. 
I am the only doctor that will be allowed in Pennsylvania. <laughs> if you vote for me, I will be everyone's doctor. I think um, I've heard about, like, his... He was introduced to the world on Oprah. Oh. And I think. And she came out and said recently, as he was running for the election, that she does not endorse him. Oh. And I was like, period. He should have had me endorsing him, because I just kept saying, I kind of want him to win, because he's like Dr. Oz. I'm the reason that Trump... Well, that's the thing. Is there's, there's so <laughs> many people that are running for office notably now that uh donald trump was president that have no political experience that are public figures that people know by like they're a household name but they have they have nothing to give or they have no ran for president it's like well i know rihanna (laughs) exactly so it's just it's just kind of problematic when people um like they might uh, or like, I don't want to say it as, like, you have to have a lot of political experience to run for office. And I also don't know anything as a preface. But Neither to go me. from being a celebrity to a government position is just not it. I think it's really There's funny. no reason. That's, yeah, because I was sort of, I was, I guess, a bit, well, yeah, I was younger. That's how time works. When Trump became president, and sort of, you know... This, like, joking mentality is like, I trust him. He, he helped Kevin in Home Alone, too. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about know, that. He, he helped him get to the elevator. So he'll make a good president. <laughs> yeah. And that's the kind of thing that really messes people up and allows, allows people to get into power that they are not ready to hold. There's a horse. Loose. In Home Alone, too. <laughs> yep. Okay, now let's let's move on to the Halloween episode. Um, I want to start off. Um, I have my idea, and then I have some of the concepts were really good. The makeup department went off in this episode, and it was just great. So some of the stuff that they had. Um, oh, I was gonna bring up Life Size Three again because Shangela, the drag queen, did a. Um, I guess it was jazz dance, and she was, they were in, like, doll clothes and, like, creepy doll makeup, and it was to look what you made me do, but intense, intense music, and I think Tyra Banks, after, said something about, like, you can be in Life life Size 3 with me, let's do it, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which I I know you, I know you like those movies. I like the first one, probably because I'm nostalgic for it, but it's a really weird movie. I've never seen it. I just thought Tyra Banks was pretty. <laughs> it's like, oh, you like that movie. Honestly, it's like, yeah. I like Tyra Banks. She does a good job in that movie. And Lindsay Lohan's there for some reason. <laughs> then um, another one of the concepts was uh, Daniel Durant, um, the the deaf contestant. And he did, he came up with uh, an apocalyptic video game concept. So they were like character, video game characters. Um, and they had like armor and like leather, whatever, um, like costumes as it would be if they were in the video game. And they did it to bury a friend by Billie Eilish. It was it was great. It might have been a possibility. I don't. Know. It was great. <laughs> I love I love the concept. And then there was Trevor Donovan who got a perfect four on his, and it was a contemporary. With the story was basically that. Um, Trevor, he was living, but his wife had passed, and she was a ghost. And, like, so she comes back as a ghost and, like, dance with, dances with him. This and I think... Of the hit movie Ghost. I've never seen that movie. Yes. You've never seen it? No, I just know the scene where they make pottery. Yes. I watched that with my mom on a plane. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't really paying attention. The Try Guys learned how to make pottery, and they kept making references to that movie. Yeah, oh, but that what, reminds the prob- me. Before I forget, because I'm going to, I've been rewatching the iCarly reboot, and they haven't come out with season three yet. But I thought, you know how they brought on Fred because he was like, you know, also an internet creator of the time in the original show. Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought what would be really topical and really funny and super smart is if they brought on the Try Guys. <laughs> I would, that would be so funny. And that's Good a similar show. type of thing that they do, almost. Because, like, because think about, because I, Harley, the reboot was trying to show the internet in, like, the modern age, which I'm 
it's kind of hard to do. Like Carly oh, just live Carly just live streams now, which is what she did in the original show. But there's less of like, you know, it's not the, a schedule. It's harder to believe solely because I guess this is a spoiler, but her live stream numbers are like huge for someone who supposedly hasn't been on the internet in 10 years you know she's like oh iCarly's back and people are like I love iCarly and I'm like I it was a web show from canonically a decade ago like it's like if the no name American girl YouTube channels that I watched came back which some of them have you know with bigger budgets and stuff you're not gonna have the same audience that you did 10 years ago just because times have changed you know yeah like so that's the most unrealistic part of the show i just thought it'd be very clever if they had the try guys on because the try guys basically became what carly was (laughs) yeah absolutely and they could cancel ned again i don't know how but that could be (laughs) carly would be like i thought there was four of you i'd be like there was (laughs) So back to that dance. The reason, like he does very well, he's done very well with both contemporary dances he's performed. Like it, it has been a, both of them have been breakthrough moments for him. And I think the reason is because he's an actor. He has a story to connect to in these. And so especially with like the grief aspect of um, of what he was doing, was, like he could really do well with it. And I really liked it. Um, my idea was I had I actually had so many just like thinking about it but I didn't write them down. But my two main ones are uh Beetlejuice theme, jump jump in the line by Harry Belafonte, or uh Everlasting Love by Howard Jones as the song. And I mean jump, we we all know Beetlejuice, I think, and like that ending scene. So I think that is a salsa tempo or something like that. Or one of those Latin dances. Um, and of course I'd be dressed like, you know, or even the Broadway Lydia costume would be suitable, I think. Actually, I'm very proud of myself. I don't know what happens in Beetlejuice. Like, I've remained unspoiled for so long. Like, someday I'll get around to watching it. All I know is, like, a couple of main songs. I know Beetlejuice is, like, the Bloody Mary thing. You say his name thrice. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know that Keith from the Try Guys. Was in Beetlejuice, uh, in one the, in the Broadway video. Uh, oh yeah, right. And that that is all I know about Beetlejuice. Also, there's those weird eye puppet creatures that like confuse me. Yeah, in the in the movie, it's a little bit creepy because I hate puppets anyway. They creep me out. Um, oh, puppets. No. puppets are, I'm sitting in front of a stack. So many miniature puppets. <laughs> I'm gonna, you're gonna be sleeping one night. You're gonna wake up with like tw- 20 mini Kermits just on your face. You better not. <laughs> and All right. I'm going to put a little oh. recorder under your bed and it's gonna be a chorus. Like, play the pesky. <laughs> just for you. I'm never living with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, God. Oh, the second idea. I believe in the video for Everlasting Love by Howard Jones, which is an 80s song uh, that probably no one knows what I'm talking about. But in the video, there's mummies. So it could be mummies. And it could be a cha-cha. That's, that's, those are my ideas. Nice. Yeah, and I did have another one, but I don't remember. And they did the team dances again. They're back after two years because they couldn't do it because of COVID. Um, I'm so happy. They're some of my favorite ones, uh, historically especially, because the first season I watched of Dancing with the Stars, I believe, was the All-Star season. And that was also, or no, I did talk about this in the last episode. That is also when Gangnam Style came out. And so they did Team Dance to Gangnam Style. That was, like, I watched it back, and it was was bad. Like, I watched it back recently. I was like, I hate this. But I, I love the team dances. My younger brother was obsessed with Gangnam Style, like, when he was four or however. When, what year did it come out? I'll do the math. Uh, 2012 or something. And, oh, so it's 10 years ago. Am I right? 
I think he might have been three then, because he's 13 now. So I guess he was three. He hadn't been around for that long. <laughs> yeah. He, he was new. I think when my brother was that age, he really liked single ladies. I think that was his song. Yeah, he liked Gangnam Style, and later he really liked the song, you know, I don't think it's called Animals, but, you know, it's like, I've got you to Yeah, it's Animals. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but the team dances. If you don't know, they, it's normally when they have eight, eight couples left competing, and so they divide the group into two, and so they have, like, the two teams, and they each, they, like, do parts all together, and they do parts where it's just one couple at a time, and they're scored based on that, and it's, like, added to their score. And it, for the fall seasons, it's normally on Halloween. That's, like, how they plan it, because they can do cool stuff on Halloween. Mm-hmm. But... Like, when they used to have the spring seasons, they do different themes. But now they actually only have one season per year. Which, you know, it's fine because you kind of run out of content after a while. I definitely saw that. Oh, let's see. Uh, And normally they have different costumes. So they do, like, their normal Halloween dance. And then they change costumes and makeup and stuff. And they do their team dance. But this time they did not change costumes. So that was one thing that was different. And I understand because the makeup department already worked so hard on these people <laughs> for the first part. But it, so one of the teams I didn't really like, they did, well, it was like the, the people who were not as good by coincidence. And so they danced to The Witches Are Back from Hocus Pocus 2, which is a song that I don't know. But It doesn't sound uh, good just from the name. Um, no, it's it's fine. Because the title makes me think of this song, like, the boys are back. And that's that's a song I know. Kind of. Continue. Yeah. So, basically what the judges said was, there were, there were groups, there were obviously group sections and solo sections, but while there was the solo sections going on, they were kind of just standing, the rest of them on the sidelines, just clapping along, and not really doing any choreography. And they were like, I kind of wish that you did stuff. <laughs> but that's something that the second group did really well. The second group danced to Heads Were Rolled by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, which is the perfect song for a Halloween team dance, in my opinion. And they did such a good job with it. It was one of those situations where I was like, this is exactly what this dance is supposed to look like. This is exactly how I picture it, sort of. It was just really satisfying to watch. And the concept was like a murder mystery, like clue type thing. So they were like pointing at each other. Dance. They were pointing at each other throughout the dance of like blaming, and there was like uh, like tape around in a body shape on the dance floor, and so so it's like they found a body, and then they're trying to figure out who who done it. Um, and this is what happens. Mark Ballas and Charlie were on this on the second team, and I'm like, this is what happens when you bring back Mark Ballas. You get fantastic choreography. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So that's basically it for Halloween. So there's one more, I promise. It won't be as much. I'm going to ask, or it, it was 90s night, and I'm going to ask you what you would do with that. Do you know any 90s songs off the top of your head that you'd want to dance to on like a show like this? A song off the top of my head? Yeah. A, a, a 90s song. 90s. Oh, you're giving me an arrow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I, it was hard for me to find them too. I can I can read off the list of the stuff they did. Uh, <laughs> I'm so. Bad. It's okay. I can't. My first thought, I'm like, what was happening in the '90s? Uh, Toy Story came out. I guess I'll just since that's the only thing I can think of. We're gonna have to do. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> oh yeah, ballad. There we go. That's a '90s song. It's the only. Apparently. 90s song. Apparently, the what the renowned meme song "What Is Love" is from the '90s because uh, Vinny from Jersey Shore did that. And... Actually, honestly, I wouldn't know how to dance to that. I would need something faster. When did Faith come out by George Michael? <laughs> That's the '80s. I checked my whole old music playlist to see what was from the '90s, and there were only like three songs. Exactly. That... Yeah. Nothing happened. They did. The um... <clears throat> There's Ironic by Alanis Morissette, Ooh. which I'm sure you'd recognize if you heard it, but I didn't know what the song title was. I might actually have a song that I've done choreography to on my own that could work. What is it? 
It's from Veggie Tales. I can't look. I don't want to look at my phone because I want this to close out. Uh, I'll just describe it then and assume, given how scrappy the animation was, it was, and Veggie Tales was started in like nine, the nineties and sort of ended in like early to mid two thousands. It's probably from the nineties. Uh, it's from. So the episode is about uh, Daniel in the lion's den. Do you know that one? Yeah. Daniel gets Probably. thrown in the lion's den because he believes in God. And the town's like, "You, don't, God's not the king. The king is the king. And Daniel's like, okay, no. <laughs> so they're like, oh, we're going to throw you in a den full of lions. See if your God saves you. And, you know, he ends up just sort of hanging out with the lions. He has like a little sleepover for the whole night. <laughs> And before he gets thrown in the den, there's these three guys trying to tattle on him to the king. Because the king really likes Daniel. Because Daniel, like, interprets dreams. Oh my gosh, Daniel's you! (laughs) (laughs) The king has a dream. And then he tells it to Daniel in song form. He's like, you know, I've had a dream. And then he's like, I don't know what it means. And Daniel's like, this is what it means. It means something about God. And the king is like, you know what, Daniel? You're my favorite guy now. And all these other guys that were lined up to be the king's favorite guy were like, well, now we gotta get dirt on Daniel. <laughs> so, there's this song. It goes, it's very, it, it's a musical. It goes, oh no, what we're gonna do? The king likes Daniel more than me and you. Oh no, what we're gonna do? <laughs> we gotta get him out of here. It's very good song. Broadway jazz. Jazzy, yeah. <laughs> I have choreographed an entire ballet routine to this. I have not filmed it. I should have. <laughs> um, but yes, wonderful song. Uh, unfortunately, it's not by the main characters. Bob and Larry are not present. Larry plays Daniel. Veggie Tales. The Veggie Tales universe is very confusing. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what I would. Hopefully it's from the nineties. I'm gonna send you the song later or I'll just Yeah, play I'm it not the- really sure. That might be later, but that's okay. That's an idea. <laughs> um It's so, much it's jazzier than, you know, the very slow you've got a friend in me. Yeah. They have done You've Got a Friend in Me though. Uh for like Disney Week. Mm-hmm. Um So wait. I lost my thought. Okay, so the other songs, and I knew this as soon as I saw this guy's costume. Uh, Barbie, they did Barbie Girl. Trevor Donovan did Barbie Girl. I remember. I told you. I had to tell you because I was like, it's Barbie. There was um, Enjoy the Silence by Depeche Mode, which I think you'd know if you heard it. I didn't, I didn't know the title, but I was like, oh, that's Depeche Mode. That's the song. Uh, apparently, Live in La Vida Loca is from the 90s, and that was also a really good one. Excuse me. And then, how could I forget the Spice Girls? Shangela did Spice Up Your Life. And I didn't know I knew, this, knew the song, but I do. Because it was uh, something I did in Zumba. <laughs> but it was only the part, it was only like the chorus part, like they didn't say Spice Up Your Life. So, yeah. And they have uh, Shoop by Salt and Peppa. <laughs> Insert John Mullane. Insult, insert John Mulaney here. <laughs> what? Peppa. Peppa! <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that was that was the relay dance. They did like a relay thingy. Question. Um, and I actually I only know about that song from Deadpool and my mom's uh car like long drives playlist when she brings me when she when they when I go to school. What does relay dance mean? It means that each of them takes half the song, and so they dance, like, one right after the other. Mm. Okay. Continue. Yeah, and so then they decide, like, who is better, and they give them five points. One of the judges does, so. And then the ones... Oh. Uh, My Love by En Vogue. Very famous one. Central Intelligence, I think. Something Wait, else. That... I... No, I think that's different. I was gonna say, is that the song? Yeah, come on, get but that's probably no that song's probably called come and get your it, it's um i think they, they might have done it in pitch perfect too it's like did not or that. it's a it's a tiktok sound never gonna get it never gonna get it, it. yeah that one it's sad that we have to refer to songs it's like you know the tiktok sound <laughs> yeah unfortunately it's a tiktok sound kind of um do we live in. 
And then, of course, Ice Ice Baby, but which was performed on the show by Vanilla Ice, who actually competed of, like many years ago, but he like was voted off one of the first people. That's funny. Uh, what else? I didn't really have like a aesthetic that I thought of this week because I just didn't know, and it was much more up to interpretation because it's like '90s. But you're dressing in whatever. It's not like. All, like the female pros are wearing 90s specific clothes but the other songs that I found in my playlist that are from the 90s um, is Wannabe by the Spice Girls Groove is in the Heart by D-Light One Hit Wonder but it's great and Missing by Everything But the Girl and I think I would do Missing by Everything But the Girl um, it's like a tango uh, of sorts but I don't know what my costume would look like honestly um, and finally, Vinny from Jersey Shore got eliminated. I've been waiting. Just like all keep voting for him, and he sucks. He doesn't suck, but he's not that good. But I'm like, I, the semifinals are next week, and I'm like, I'm gonna be so angry if he goes to the semifinals. But he didn't. There's a double elimination. You know so much Dancing with the Stars lore. It's crazy. And I'm like, how much? How can someone know so much? And then. I think about all the stuff that I just know so much about. And I'm like, oh, I, I get it. <laughs> like, so, par- um, no, you go ahead. no, I was just going to introduce the next part. Oh, well, I'm going to go on another side tangent. You see, this is why beforehand you're like, well, oh, no, I'm let, I'm basically, I was going, I was segueing into the next topic because you should probably talk now. <laughs> I'm going to talk whether you introduce me or not. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just remembered, um, I mentioned uh, when we were in call- on a call earlier, like, oh, I don't really watch, like, you know, I watch reviewers on YouTube, watch, you know, trashy reality TV, like, you know, 90 Day Fiance. I watch a lot of Cinnamon Toast Ken now. I don't know if you know who he is. Who? He's, uh, he's a male. <laughs> he's, he's a guy who used to play a lot of, like, video games and stuff like you know react to those but now he mostly just reacts to tv like he really like he <coughs> likes dr phil um oh also, that's he, probably a fun time yes to watch dr phil him and his friend uh buff pro that's the name of his youtube channel i always forget his name i think his name's dane the great dane the dog <laughs> but you know ken and dane there so uh one thing they watched recently was someone who calls himself is it he basically he bullies people when they don't put their shopping carts away and at first i didn't understand this Cartnark, i saw that or Cartnark. Yeah. do you know about Cartnarks? i do i saw a video in communications class because someone yes. else brought it up what's your opinion on Cartnarks before i go on my small spiel um i mean it's fine um, it's interesting to see how angry people would get. Caitlin, this was a yes or no question. Do you approve of cartonarts or no? <laughs> I'm not saying would you do it. I'm saying, you know. No, I, I, that's not what I meant. I wouldn't do it. But okay. I think it's kind of interesting how people react. Yes, I agree. There was one this guy, man. They get so irrationally this, angry yeah, sometimes. There's this one guy. He, he, I'd yeah. just be like, oh, I'm so sorry. You're right. I'll go put it back. <laughs> It was actually, you know, because I didn't realize they were talking about this when they reviewed him. They're like, and when he was talking, you know, carts, they can apparently, you know, if the wind's strong enough, they can scratch up cars. And a lot of people, they leave their carts in disabled spots. I never thought of that. I, um, yeah, that's kind of awful that they would do that. Yeah, so it actually, you know, it changed me because the last time I went to Target to pick up my printer and all these plastic bags, uh, I parked and I saw a cart in like a disabled spot. I'm like, I've been taught, I've been shown the light, I need to fix this. <laughs> so I went and I put it back, and I'm like, you know, it's it's like one of those things where it's like, even if he can't change those people's minds, he changed my mind, because I, I wouldn't have given it. Yeah, he changes time. the minds of people who watch. Because you don't think about that, it's like, it's a cart, what's it going to do? And you don't think about people do have to go retrieve them, they could scratch up cars, you know, prevent people from parking, all that stuff. I didn't actually, and it taught me, I didn't really know why they put them in the little, the little shelf there. <laughs> like the little stowaway, whatever it's called, the cart. The aisles. I don't know. It's just a cart return. Yes. The little cart garage or something. Basically. Yeah. Um, but anyways, 
that's not what I talked about. They reviewed him. They liked him. Oh, he was on Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil was mean to Cartoon Arcs. He was on Dr. Phil? He was. They didn't approve of that Dr. Phil episode because Dr. Phil is like, you're going too far. And Cartoon Arcs like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. They usually like Dr. Phil, but they're like, this one time, Dr. Phil is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so most recently, so Sam and Toast Ken and Buff Pro, they make fun of uh, Big Ed from 98 Fiance a lot because he deserves it. <laughs> and Big Ed actually responded on Instagram uh, by like putting out someone made fan art of Sam and Toast Ken for Big Ed, where he looks not the best. He looks ugly. <laughs> and basically, it's like this caricature making fun of him. So, not Ken, Buff Pro, his friend, responded to Big Ed, basically propositioning, like, a fight. You know how YouTubers, they do the boxing thing? Yep. So, he propositioned, he's like, Big Ed, you should go, you should go fight Ken, because Ken's been making fun of Big Ed for two years on his channel. (laughs) And now it's actually kind of escalating. Like, that's the only, that's the only tea I have, is that this, you know, this YouTube celebrity and this random reality guy might deck it out. And I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> and I could not be more excited. Because Big Ed sucks. He's... And he looks... What's great? You know who, what he looks like, right? No, I don't know anything no. about 90 Day Fiance. You know, that's like the only thing people usually know about. Because he's just a, such this unique looking man. Like, apparently, I think he has some like... I don't know. Something's wrong with his spine. He's like, it's like if you imagine a regular man, but squashed. He looks like a squash. <laughs> and Okay. And he, he, like, part of why he became, like, famous through 90 Day Fiance is he was kind of just this gross person. Like, he put mayonnaise in his hair to, like, condition him. Oh. And he was very rude to the, pe- the women he dated. He said, he's like, you know, oh, I want to sleep with you unless you shave your legs. <laughs> and he, like, gave the girl a razor or... He said, like, oh, your mouth is really smelly, so I bought you, you know, you're from this, like, foreign country. I guess you don't know how to brush your teeth. So I bought you this mouthwash and toothbrush. And she said, I don't know how to brush my teeth. I have a mouth ulcer. He's like, oh. So he's just rude. He stinks. (laughs) He also likes to date women younger than his daughter that he already has. His daughter's, disgusting. 28. He goes for, like, early 20s. Yeah, he stinks. This, yeah, he's, you know, he's awful. I actually had topics to talk about, but now this has become Big Ed Slim. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we basically have enough time to finish up on Big Ed before we close out. Yeah, all right. Um, so, puppet history, maybe? Puppet history, I won't say too much because I can't because I'll spoil it and Caitlin has to watch it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Puppet History by Watcher, it has come back. Um, you know, there's this big mystery that you know from the season four finale and that gets addressed (laughs) it's so exciting but i have to be so vague about it um and actually i bought you know the professor the main character he has jelly beans i bought plastic jelly beans i want to make him as earrings for next year you know if anyone listening actually goes to my shop you have that to look forward to (laughs) um you get get behind the scenes about face product design Yes, no one else knows yet. They only know I'm making characters from Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, which, you know, I would recommend to Caitlin, but now as she's informed me she doesn't like puppets, I will unrecommend it to you. <laughs> I don't, and I don't know why. Um, it's probably a product of my childhood of, um, there were a lot, I mean, there are a lot of kid shows with puppets in them, but I, yeah, like, I used to watch the Muppets a lot, like, with my parents and stuff like that, but now I just can't. <laughs> You can't I, watch the I, Muppets? What's Kermit going to do to you? Look at this you sweet saw the newer eyes. movie? It's terrifying. Evil Kermit. He's not. E- it's Kermit wearing a hoodie. What do you mean? <laughs> he, right, it's I Kermit don't... wearing a hoodie with like a German accent. That's scary to you? Well, it's not that they're implicitly scary. I'm going but to it's take just you. what my brain does with it. Because Where like having nightmares a lot as a kid. Could take you to like the Jim Henson Museum, give you like exposure therapy for this. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of interesting, actually, to go to. There's a Jim Henson Museum. I'm pretty sure, like where the original Kermit is. Oh, all right. 
you know, I think it would be, you know, I mean, it's also the thing of like them yeah, being anthropomorphic, probably. But my point is, to do. my point is that, like, it's not that they're implicit, like, implicitly creepy. It's just that my brain does like so many different things to make them creepy. Like, I had a fear of Barney as a kid for a little while, and if you were Elmo. There's a documentary coming out about, uh, basically, you know how everyone hated Barney? Like, you know, there's the song about how Barney should die. Yeah. Yeah. So the creators, they didn't like that. So there's a documentary coming out basically detailing what went down with all of that, you know, how it affected ratings and you know, merchandise. Because they're like, he's just a sweet dinosaur. What do you mean? And it's like, his eyes have no soul behind them, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just, like, I've talked about how I had a lot of nightmares as a kid. That's the nightmares. It's Barney, it's Elmo, it's the Muppets. Yeah, and I, I just can't look, I can't give my brain the nightmare fuel. The thing, so I don't fuck with puppets. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is explicitly, like, you know, there's a lot of lore and stuff and theories and MatPat and whatever. Do you know who MatPat is? He's a YouTuber. I've heard of him. Yes. People make fun of him a lot. Uh, but the whole point of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is basically it looks like a children's show about puppets. But really, it's creepy and disturbing at points. The new show, it does add humor. It has to be 20 minutes long. It's not just like a five-minute YouTube song. But yeah, the main appeal is it's these cute-looking puppets doing these it's creepy, sort of deranged things, you know? Okay, like, so that's why I shouldn't watch it. You should like, I think I could probably handle puppet history, but yeah, if you say... The professor yeah, is a I, cute little guy. Oh, wait. Well, I think I'd be fine with that, but I don't think I'd be fine with Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, like, like since you're saying that. I'm trying to think. Some puppets, because it's not just the professor. Uh, Shane, it's actually very impressive. He makes his own puppets for the certain, like, per, uh, history characters they're talking about. Um, like, it's very impressive. Uh only one I guess I'll warn you about, you know, it, I forget, I think it's called, like, The Great Molasses Flood is the episode. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, it's like, ooh, spoilers, but it's not, it's a, it's a history lesson. <laughs> I've heard of The Great Molasses Flood. Yes. It's horrifying to hear about, but then the puppet he has on the end, because all the puppets are, like, these little, uh, they take, he takes an element from the story, and, like, you know, like, a character that might have been around at the time. Like, uh, there was this ship that killed a bunch of people because they fell into the propeller. So who sings the song at the end? The propeller. <laughs> he sings the song about killing people. Um, so in this episode, the, this horse is singing. And at one point in the middle of the song, there's, like, this explosion and the horse puppet is, like, covered in, I don't think it's real molasses, but, like, fake molasses, and it's, like, you know, implied to be, like, drowning and dying, and that's, like, kind of, that, if I had to pick, like, one puppet, it's, like, you might be a bit weirded out, probably be that one. <laughs> All right, well, I'll check it out eventually, as, as soon as I watch Quentin stuff. I'm giving you homework every day. I have so much to watch, and so do you. If I, if I didn't give you things to, like, watch, I'd just, like, put you up to work. It's like, okay, Caitlin, you have to you have to print out the 200 pieces of paper that I need. And ship them to you in Florida? Yes. It would cost so much money and take so much time, but I'm going to have a little <laughs> bit less work to do. <laughs> yeah, how much Okay, time well, I think, that's, I think that's a good place to end. Alright, um, good old molasses horse. Half because I'm very... Um, very achy and half because we are over an hour. Yeah. My AirPods died in the middle of this. Alright, well we can just close out right now. Yeah, check us out on socials. We are on Instagram. Usually I haven't updated because I'm busy selling my soul to make all of these <laughs> earrings. And I also didn't tell her what to put for the last episode, nope. so it's also my fault. It's mostly my because <laughs> I didn't do it. I could have asked you. I thought you actually texted me, and I just ignored it. Maybe that was a dream. Who knows? Anyway, follow us on Instagram, and we're on Spotify, but that's, I guess you're already there. Yeah, you might be already there. If you're listening to this, you're already here. 
and both of us are quite tired. So this has been two pink clowns. We 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 swanning with our clown Blake slander. Yeah. Sure. Oh, to go to bed. We we swanning. We swanning with our clown snake slander. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>